0: All right, everybody, welcome back in. It is the Rob and Stu Show. Big early Super Bowl week kickoff coming up later this week. We got the Super Bowl preview. Tonight, though, tonight we got Eric Haslam, metrics coming on the show, talk a little college basketball. And, of course, joined by my co-host, in blue, Mr. Rob R.R. Eagles, 20 the legend the legend the hero how are you buddy
1: i uh, had up the anxiety medication this week it's you know finally super bowl week is here i mean this build up is fucking killing me i mean you know you you would think somebody that got a super bowl a couple years ago would be okay with this one but i I gotta tell you as as these two weeks goes on this is just ridiculous i mean I'm a big podcast listener, but, like, I'm getting to the point now where, like, I, I can't even hear these two teams broken down anymore. You know, we all know the Eagles and, have a and talented gonna, team. And yet, th- Thursday night with the Bobcat, we're going to break down the game. So. Right, no, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be breaking it all down. I'm trying to get a Chiefs guy for later in the week, but, like, you know, I, I'm just like listening to – I do think the Eagles have a better roster, but I think the Chiefs have Mahomes. I mean, you know, all these an al, uh, analysts on TV are getting paid millions of dollars to all say the same fucking thing. I mean, it's a line of scrimmage. It's Mahomes. It's – listen, he's going to make his plays. I mean, you know, you're not going to stop him. No, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Also, I'm going to tell you this.
0: We're, we're going to get into the game Thursday and everything. There's a lot to catch the people up on because we had a very interesting weekend uh develop and you you had a crisis that i think every sports fan could uh you know think of first off it yeah. started saturday um you know michigan state did did a very honorable thing and helped out the sisters of the poor in the garden helped you your ruckers
1: boys out um, well listen michigan state in shambles again basketball when they oh, when they come oh you want to see to in shambles
0: you wanna see in shambles, bitch. How you like that shit. Jesus. Who How you would like do this that? I Seton mean, hall shirt, baby. I mean, the real you better New hope my father school.
1: Doesn't, you better hope you better hope my father doesn't see that shirt. You won't even be allowed in the state later <laughs> in the week. But um <laughs> no, yeah. Uh it was a very you know, it was a good it was it was a good Saturday with Rutgers beating Michigan State, but Sunday, you know, for my job, I, I was on call all weekend, so I had to work, so I couldn't go nowhere. So my wife had went to the casino Saturday with her family. She had a ball and she comes home. She's, you know, she's like, well, you know, I know it's your dream. I, I know you've loved the Eagles since my father took me to my first game in 1988. Like I've just been the Eagles. Anybody that knows me, they associate me with the Eagles. I mean, I've always been like that. They're more than the Phillies, more than anything. The Eagles are my number one. Um. So my wife says to me Sunday, she's like, listen, I'm not saying you could go. But let's price this out, right? So, I, you know, I get home from grocery shopping, my normal Sunday routine. I'm back at home by 8.30. And, you know, I am just searching all these sites. First, I was going to fly to Vegas. And then me and her were going to drive to the game. Then she's like, well, I'm not going. I'm out. It's too much. I'm out. Then I had this whole thing planned, but it was just going to end up around $17,000. And... <laughs> <laughs> and, and like we call my sister-in-law and she's like all right well write down pros and cons of you going you know and here's the only thing I can see my life flashing before my eyes if I book this trip right like I was told next year you're selling six games you're not going to be able to go on weekend trips anywhere and right away I'm thinking oh, I do like to go to Saratoga in the summertime me and well, my dad hey, like to go to And Keener. by the way,
0: uh, we're, we're supposed to go to Kentucky for Kentucky, Tennessee. Yes. We're supposed to go to Alabama, Alabama, Texas. Yeah. I mean, we got,
1: we got trips, Alabama, Texas. Yeah. We got trips. And, you know, I could just see like any purchase I would make, or I was told oh, that my, my gambling was going to have to be toned down. And I just like, I, I just had one of those moments and I'm like, well, I mean, they did win the Super Bowl five fucking years ago. You know what I mean? So Factually fact correct. Maybe I could just not go. It, it was tough scenes. It was tough. Then I tried to threaten that I was going to get an outdoor bar if I didn't go through with the Super Bowl tickets. How'd that bad work out? move? Bad. You tried to you tried to parlay, tickets, your and it doesn't life. look like I'm
0: getting. Your wife trying to do something really nice for you. You tried to parlay that into, well, I can't do this, but I can get an outdoor bar.
1: Now. <laughs> <laughs> the the fucking bar. I, I need outdoor. an outdoor bar. Yeah, you need that. Yeah, like I you need, need an another outdoor hole bar, in that. so me and my Jersey Shore mangos can drink. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was that's a, exactly. It what was it a rough Sunday in the Romano household. I I don't doubt. Yeah, it was it. a rough Sunday in the Romano household. I. For me, but I bounce back. You know, Monday, I bounce back.
0: I don't know about being under uh, under a bridge in Staten Island
1: being bounced back, but sure. Um,
0: I'll tell you what, Stu, man.
1: Stu called me Monday, and he's like, oh, what would you do last night? I'm like, well, I ended Sunday night by trying to bet Cal Expo to hit for 20 grand so I can get a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. That, was that's some real sicko shit. <laughs> I was betting ten dollar cold triples at Cal Expo, <laughs> just putting like thirty to one shots over forty to one shots over sixty to one on third. Just doing anything I could pick five. I mean, listen, when you're playing, when you're playing pick fours at Cal Expo, there, there needs to be an intervention. Yeah, ten dollar cold triples at Cal Expo on a Sunday night. <laughs> Who's got it better? Yeah, just. Ah, listen, just playing numbers. I'm playing Yonkers tonight, too. So, I mean, if something hits, you know, you see a big payout of Yonkers, you you might see my face at the Super Bowl.
0: Well, and anything that in the hand releases hopefully get you there. Uh, we were talking. You know, that
1: went belly up, too. I told you I spent too much money at Roy Rogers. It's just, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, the Roy Rogers over on the Gandolfini rest stop, I mean, phenomenal. I mean, Guy Fieri probably yeah. stops there.
1: That in between that and the Bon Jovi rest stop. Yeah, that in <laughs> between the Bon Jovi rest stop.
0: Yeah, that's tough. That's a double whammy. I. But you brought up a good point because when we were talking about it, it's like at what point – because I'm a guy that's like – if if well, when because of St. Mel Tucker, of course. Uh, it's just a matter of time. When Michigan State makes it to the national championship game. Uh, do oh, I go? go? Do I go? Do I like do I sit at the house?
1: You could probably get to a national championship game for maybe seven grand, eight grand. That's oh, I know reasonable. Bobcat's I mean be
0: seventeen there. grand for Bob Bobcat'll pave the way, but still you Yeah, know, he'll be there. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, like uh, four to seven grand I would imagine all in ticket trip and everything but um I have little little children who are you know members of ISIS so um that that always sucks my money dry right so I mean it would be it would be a big thing like I would I would want to go but at the same time I like like your plan I'm coming up this weekend uh, you're having a, a nice catered event. Yes, yeah, Stu's coming up. Stu's
1: going to get the full. Stu's going to get the full. If Jersey we don't Shore go, if we don't go, about... if we don't go to Freehold, if we don't go to Freehold, round. Oh, we're going.
0: Oh, you know, I, I oh, just, we're going. I need to see the inside. I need to be. I need to be there. Betting standard breads. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. On a on a Saturday, we're gonna afternoon. have lunch.
1: We're gonna have lunch in the clubhouse. Oh so, yeah. You're you're gonna experience it. And then Sunday, <laughs> I got about fifteen to twenty. Mongo's coming over the house. Kids will be over the house. We're getting food catered. It's gonna be. Uh, we we always do it big for the Super Bowl. I've, I've always been a big Super Bowl fan. I love it. I love the pageantry. I I, I don't know. I always love the Super Bowl. That that's a big day for me. So don't wear my Chiefs gear. Absolutely. <laughs> wear all your uh, Christian Okoye jersey. You can wear your Dante Hall throwback. You can Elvis Gerbach. Uh, Derek <laughs> Thomas, rest in peace. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of some other. I'm trying to think of some so other. So it'll be cheeks. welcome. Uh, what what if I start doing TikTok I mean, uh, dances like uh, old Jackson Tony Mahomes.
0: Gonzalez? What if I start doing the TikTok yeah, Tony dances? Tony Gonzalez. I'll, I'll I'll spray paint the
1: number twenty four in your driveway. Nah, so. no shot. You you'll be thrown out. I'll burn <laughs> a cigar on your bald head if I gotta listen to fucking Mahomes' brother in those TikToks. <laughs> Which I did send you. You need to watch that that video. It's really
0: good. Um he has I already amazing. Burned it. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I, I'm the kind of guy that's like, I'd rather do what you're doing on Sunday and having the fellas over, you get a nice little catered event going, you, you do it upright and you have a good time. And and if you lose, you're with the boys and positive vibes only. You're amongst friends it's 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 not it's not yeah but
1: my friends my my, my friends aren't good people because when the <laughs> eagles lose they'll just be trash talking me for the next year so these are not these are not people you want to be joe, around. is joe bags coming be is joe
0: bags coming
1: no, <laughs> no okay no. well then you don't have <laughs> to worry about
0: that you want to listen about he's
1: more than welcome him. if he wants to drive down from uh from up in boston he's he's more than welcome you know to come what's down, amazing but,
0: uh he was talking trash to me Saturday about Boston College and Michigan State, and Boston Absolutely. College basketball is AIDS. Absolutely, it, it it's pure AIDS.
1: Let's just like his football team don't, and his don't, baseball don't team. Don't don't mess with Boston College, okay? They're a beautiful Big East team. Don't beautiful. mess with Boston beautiful College. School, you're not man. above Boston College.
0: No, beautiful school, but we, we've you. never been in that the is, Big East, man. We've only been in the Big Ten. No offense. Not saying one's It was better. nice. I, th- I thought the campus was very nice. I like that stadium. Oh, it was stadium. beautiful. It was a good time. So we never talked about that trip, but um, Boston College, that football stadium, uh, Alumni Field is actually really is nice. It, it's really nice stadium. It's a great place to watch a football game. It's a it's a it's a old school football stadium. Your thoughts. Rob's looking at me like I'm uh crazy over here. <laughs> I think he muted himself. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, um Rob coming up, we got Eric Haslam. Yeah. Uh it's old school. Uh, and there he goes he's a little he's a little laggy tonight folks and he's gone he's gone you know that you hate to see it happen live we're not cutting this because we don't cut things here on the stew robin stew show um coming up we got eric haslam uh talk a little college basketball for you we got uh rob if he joins back in Any moment now, Uh, we'll finish up. But be sure to catch us on the Paul Sports Network. Uh, Paul Sports Network available on YouTube. Robert, are you with us? Rob Romano, are you with us? Rob Romano, are you with us? He's not, folks. Hate to see it. Uh. And he's back. No, he's gone again.
1: Hate this. I'm to back see it. now.
0: Yeah. Went out. Yeah, you keep going out. What's going I'm on? I'm back here? now. I don't know. It threw me off. Well, you got like Spectrum Internet over there? I don't know. Um Paul Sports yeah, Network, I don't know. It keeps like I was going seeing... in and
1: out, bad. Even you're breaking up.
0: Yeah. Paul Sports Network. Uh YouTube. Check it out. Subscribe. Uh we're there. JC Shelton putting out amazing content with um with georgia football really i mean he's got friends on the team everywhere so you know the ones that haven't been arrested i don't know if we can you can hear me that. now yeah i got you rob we're live pal i haven't heard me
1: coming up my steps maybe up here i get better service
0: uh, maybe um put those bunny ears up <laughs> this is great radio Pay your Wi-Fi bill. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Instead of spending it at Cal Expo on a Sunday night, you might want to invest in a better router.
1: So, are you going to be able to handle the Mongos of the Jersey Shore this week? Oh, I can't wait!
0: I can't wait. I I feel like this is salt of the earth. It if we don't end up Saturday night at Monmouth Park at about nine thirty, I'm going to be severely disappointed. I just those
1: are the Lord's people over there. I, just, I mean, Freehold, Freehold has way better characters
0: than Mama's. I okay, well, that's true, and and I haven't been to Freehold, so I'm
1: looking forward to it. But we'll, well see. Wait till wait, wait, wait till we get lunch in this dining room. I mean, the food at Freehold is just top notch.
0: I mean, I can't wait. I, I I'm bated breath. Bated breath. I'll be up there early Saturday. We're going to spend all weekend. We're going to do a live reaction podcast to the Super Bowl. Um, that could go either really well and be very obnoxious, or I'll be just dead. It could be just absolute pure comedy. It could be the most funny thing that you ever listen to. You'll
1: have to stand by. You know what? Win or lose, win or lose, I will have my cup of, I will have my glass of bourbon. Uh, I'll either just be a wreck that this team lost, or I'll just be gloating in heaven that this team finally got a second Super Bowl. Okay. Last question. Last
0: question before we send it off to Eric Hasm odds of you sunday night sleeping in your in your backyard which is a beautiful backyard shout out to bombs away
1: that's right landscaper of the year um i would say around even money probably it's a beautiful backyard like the weather's going to be pretty
0: nice i don't oh, yeah. actually put it past you to fall asleep out i think
1: that's something that's happened before uh, once or twice, I've been known to not not make it upstairs. <laughs> Hate to see it. I, I can't wait. I, I've been known to take a nap and wake up. It's five o'clock in the morning somewhere. I mean, <laughs> hey, and then you go to the grocery store because that's just what that's right. Real that's guys that's do. my Sunday route. That's absolutely
0: <laughs> all right, folks. Eric Haslam coming up on the flip side of this break. Robin Show, the Pulse Network, Robert. We will see you later this week for the Super Bowl breakdown. Can't wait. All right, folks, joined at this time by a great friend of mine, a guy who's been very generous with his time uh, to this show over the over the couple of years now we've been talking. Um, he is the proprietor of HaslamMetrics.com. He is a guru of Python scripting. He is uh, my friend Eric Haslam, sir. It is a pleasure to always see your your beautiful face. Oh,
2: pleasure is always to be.
0: here. <laughs> Dude, how are you? How's things?
2: Do- doing good. We were, you know, just chatting beforehand. I got a daughter who's, uh, you know, birthday tomorrow, so you know, life is good. There's always something going on. I'm just getting, you know, it just seems like we were talking the the years fly by, um, you know, not, I'm no spring chicken anymore. Um, I'm knocking on the door 50, a couple of years away. So all these years just kind of flow by fly by and, you know, just kind of enjoy every, every day as it comes and every day as it goes. So, and then, and then Campbell Presbyterian on in the background to (laughs) to bring you into the, (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, I'm not that desperate. No, I think I've got Kentucky and uh, Arkansas, and that's uh, that's probably about it. More my speed you, than
0: anything. You, you from- do not want to see the sickness that's happening over in my in my man cave right now. It is <laughs> uh, degenerate level ten, um, <laughs> sir. I, let's get into it because, you know, first off, uh, I always like to bring this up. You, you are your site is integral. In uh, what I look at every single day for college basketball, um, for the good folks that aren't aware that haven't heard you on these airwaves before, mm-hmm. uh, please give a give a description of of what Haslam Metrics can offer to the college basketball thing.
2: Yeah, so basically, what Haslam Metrics at a high level is is you know predictive analytics. So a lot of people will. Will say, you know, is how is that different than like ranking the the AP top 25? Well, AP top 25 is very rewards based. They look at wins and losses. Predictive analytics are based on efficiency margins. So in certain situations, you can have, you know, good losses, you can have bad wins. Um, A great example that I like to make is people say, well, wins are all that count. And I always make the extreme example of, say, you were the 11th best team in the country and you played. The ten best teams, and you lost every single game by one in overtime. You'd be zero and ten, but does that mean you're a bad team? No, in fact, you're probably a very elite team, probably top ten, top fifteen, um, just because of those results. Even though you didn't win any of those games, you're competitive right to the very end with the best ten teams in college basketball. So, what metrics you're going to find on my site is a lot of ratings that are based on transitive comparisons. It's it's at a high level, it's based on um shot situations shot locations and shot performance when i'm talking situations you're talking things like second chance points quick points off of steals things like that you're talking about shot location you're talking about the basics of you're either shooting a three pointer you're shooting something near proximity which is going to be a, a layup a dunk an alley-oop or everything else in between which is going to be called mid-range and then in all those situations and all those spots on the court you're dealing with performance you're just looking at your your shooting, uh, performance in all these locations. And I should probably throw free throws in there as well. Free throw attempt rate, things like that. Well, when you, when you create this matrix of, you know, shot scenarios, performance and shot locations, and then you do all these transitive comparisons behind the scenes, you are able to concoct this model that is able to, based on any two teams, come up with a projected score. And of course you plot you, you apply whether it's a neutral court, home or away, and everything that just is the fuel behind the fire that gives you Haslametrics. Um, Haslametrics also has, um, as I talked about, the, the the game projections. You're talking about automated bracketology, automated game summary, automated team summary. So it's it's a um, a, a hobby of uh, of passion uh, that has taken many many years to design, and it's just kind of something that I I I nurture now and continue to add little things here and there.
0: Yeah. It- I love the fact there. there's a lot of every single card. Maybe you get one or two on these big days, Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, Saturdays, mm-hmm. uh, Thursdays as well, where you go, ah, I like this line. Yeah. But there's a whole bunch of ones that you're like, eh, I don't know. This seems about right. I need to look at the numbers. Has some metrics, breaks down every single game, gives you in-depth, uh, like preview, why yeah. you, you know, come to the analytical collusion or conclusion that you do. And I find it immensely valuable, especially digging into the numbers of what teams do well and what they don't do well. Um, Mm -hmm. For you, what is, and I know I've asked you this question before, but to you, when you're breaking down the stats, Mm -hmm. what are the things that your minds have immediately drawn to, to kind of figure out where the team's, are positioned,
2: just foundationally, I'm opening it up, what am I looking at first? Yeah, from a high level, whenever I look at like an automated game preview, or some of the things I'm looking at, for example, are momentum, and momentum is a metric that I track that actually looks, and 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 so one of the things, I'll explain this first, if you ever click on any team on my site, um, you, can, you can scroll down in the team summary and see um, a sortable schedule and results, and in the far right column is an efficiency rating. So for every team in its current position, it kind of says, hey, based on how they should have performed, this plus or minus rating says they either had a very positive performance or a very very negative performance, or sometimes it's close to zero, which means it's close to the expectation. Um, Using those ratings, you can kind of come up with something like my momentum metric, which is basically taking a rolling average of those four to eight games, the most recent four to eight games, and comparing it against... The ratings for the entire season so you get an idea of a team that's getting hot or has a lot of momentum or a team that's really cooled off now you're not guaranteed that that trend is going to continue but it at least makes you ask the question of what's going on what what you know what changed all of a sudden and you know a great example is a team like Monmouth now Monmouth's not a good team but I talked about this earlier today on Twitter where you see all of a sudden out of the blue you see four positive ratings after a whole season worth of negative ratings. They were one in 20. Now all of a sudden they won three in a row. They're four in 20. What changed? And, and so that's, that's, you know, where the eye test kind of comes in where you kind of look and say, all right, I want to figure out the date. The team just turned a corner. Did they figure something out? Did they make a lineup change? You know, it could be a lot of different things. So that's, that's a very valuable metric. And
0: with Monmouth in particular, before they went on this, uh, Last three games, you could see them slowly putting it together and mm-hmm. and getting in conference play, playing non-conference versus. uh They're in the CA. No, they're yeah, CAA. Yeah, I think
2: mean, yeah, that sounds right because they just switched over with Stony Brook and I can, and T- I can confirm that. I it I believe yeah, it is the Colonial. You're correct. Yeah, so. I, I they've
0: been a boon to me because I've been betting them the last three games. Like I, I, I thought, Oh, these numbers are too high. They're getting too many points and it's extended even into this past weekend. They went outright, And you look at this team and you go, maybe they're just finding their level, but yeah. the, I, I bet the efficiency before they went on this game, you could see it increasing and
2: then slowly putting it together and you can build that story off the team. Yeah, they're, they're rated really low, but even for a team in their current position, which is 356th in the country, you had a seven-game span there from the middle of December to the middle of January where you didn't have a single positive rating, which means for a team rated 356th in the country, they weren't even meeting the expectation in any of those games against any of the teams they played. So they were just like can cont- cont- just getting worse and worse. And then all of a sudden they kind of turn the corner. They play a team who's a middle of the road division one team in UNC Wilmington. Um, they're supposed to lose that game by 17th per their current position, but they, they lose that game by three in a tightly fought game. They score yeah. a positive rating. Then all of a sudden they win North Carolina A&T by 15. they beat Delaware by eight. They win over Drexel by two. These aren't bad teams. Drexel's 215. It's not like they're an atrocious 300 plus team. Um, 215 is, you know, relatively middle of the road and they win that game. Um, so there's four games in a row right there where they had positive ratings i think before that they might not have had. i think they had four positive rated games in their first um, 20 games or 21 games before that so it just shows you like all of a sudden you ask the question it doesn't necessarily mean that trend's going to continue but at least it makes you ask the question what changed and and you know based on what's coming up and usually vegas is smart enough to know you're going to see some movement um they're they're not dummies um, but you can at least kind of look at what's going on. And if all of a sudden the projections say this and it matches Vegas, but you see that Monmouth is kind of on a roll, you may want to go with them in that, that type of situation. But again, it always, you know, you, you got to use your eyes, you got to use the eye test. And as I've said before, and I've tested this past momentum doesn't necessarily translate to future um, excellence. So it's it's not exactly... Um, You know, a lot of people look for that and say, well, momentum, the trend is going to continue. It's not necessarily always the case. Let's build off that statement, because the team that comes to mind first and foremost is
0: Houston, a team that steam was steamrolling Mm -hmm. through through the country. And recently uh, it's it's off the tracks and uh, Thomas the train can't even fix it. (laughs) Uh, Who is the best team? I mean, we've been playing merry-go-round with the number one team in the country. Nobody wants it. It's a hot potato. In yeah. your estimation, based on your metrics, uh, is there a clear-cut one, or are we sharing that title with multiple?
2: It's it's going to still be Houston, based on its earlier season results, because they did front-load um, their performance ratings so well. Um, and you can't discount those because, I mean, you're going to see lulls throughout the season. You're going to see teams that look really good. And then all of a sudden they kind of, you know, come off the rails a little bit. Then all of a sudden they take off again. Um, I think we've seen that from champions in every year. You probably saw it from Kansas last year. You probably saw it from Baylor before that. Um, I think this is just kind of a, a little bit of a, a stumbling block. It's not even that bad. I mean, we're talking about you know like Houston the wheels falling off when they've actually won four in a row. <laughs> so I mean so that's how high our um our expectations. You can't have, you have can't gotten. be down you can't be down to Temple at halftime. It's just yeah, it, is, it just can't work like that. This this is true but they the the funny thing is they ended up with a positive efficiency rating in that game. They won that game by 16. So they, the yeah. second half they got it all together. Uh but yeah there were for a while there they were steamrolling and what they ended up doing was building such a cushion for themselves in my performance ratings that I think at one point, I think they were number one and Tennessee was number two, a few weeks ago. And on a neutral court, Houston was four and a half points better than Tennessee. That's a pretty big gap. And so 10, so Houston started having some of these lackluster performances and that cushion started to deflate. Uh, But because they did build up that cushion and you're seeing some other teams having some lackluster performances, even, you know, Tennessee has not looked, perfect you know we everybody thought alabama here comes alabama alabama has that absolutely atrocious performance against oklahoma um it's you know a lot of people always joke every year nobody's good everybody stinks um but to a certain degree there is no clear-cut favorite right now one of the things that i would probably look for um the the magic sauce of sorts that i've seen is the champion in the last eight years using my own metrics on selection sunday has always been top 10 offensive efficiency, top 35 in defensive efficiency. As of a few weeks ago, there were only three teams that had that fingerprint, and it was Houston, it was Purdue, and it was UConn. Now, I haven't checked it recently, um, but that's probably going to be something that I'm going to look at very closely on Selection Sunday. Typically what I do is I like to go in order, pick the brackets. I may, for the first time in a long time, actually go in reverse this time and just say, hey, I'm going – with the odds, I'm going to say, who am I Who am I looking for, top 10 in offensive efficiency, top 35 in defensive efficiency, and just pick them to go as far as they possibly can go, and then kind of backload my brackets from there. I'm thinking that's based on what I'm seeing from the analytics has been, you know, revealing of who's going to be the champion. Everybody wants to get those picks right in the first and second round, but it's kind of like drive for show, putt for dough. At the end, if you're picking the winner, you're probably going to win your brackets, so that's really what I'm shooting to do.
0: Well, Purdue is going to lose in the second round, and UConn is <laughs> monkeypox per- in basketball form.
2: Purdue is a lock. I always yeah. say this. And I, I I love you know. I always say this. I love Purdue fans. Purdue fans are some of my most loyal followers, and I can't help myself. I have to pick that scab. And I, every year, I kind of say, "Come on, Purdue, this is the year." Painter has got it locked <laughs> up. They're going to the Final Four, and every Purdue fan comes out of the woodwork, and they're like, "Eric, I'm going to kill you." You need to shut up right now. Just, just go. Hey, hey, folks! I'm showing
0: up to the game to support Purdue, um, <laughs> and that'll do it. Uh, yeah. it. uh Looking at the projections, and you you do have very early um, projections based on what you think Selection mm-hmm. Sunday is going to play out as. Uh, I want to just before I ask you a question, I think I I found a flaw. In your projections, <laughs> you uh added an extra one to Michigan State. There's an extra one on the Michigan State one, but that's oh, okay. A,
2: oh, yeah. p- play the play in 11 as opposed to the yeah. uh, uh, the one. Yeah,
0: that I was think a, it's
2: yeah. pretty clear cut a, a one seat, but it's okay. It's okay. It's still good metrics. Um, I saw you, that Michigan State, I saw Michigan State play in person. I don't go to many games, but I went to the Badger game against Michigan State, and I'll say it. It was not the prettiest game in the world for either team, but it was sure it, a hell of a it, lot there better than the game. There hasn't been itself. a pretty
0: game when we go to the Kohl Center. There, oh there's just not a pretty game. It was if, actually
2: better than last year. Last year's was horrendous, at least if, for the Badgers. If you want to, if you want to see
0: basketball set back 37 years, just just go to the Kohl Center when Michigan oh.
2: State's playing Wisconsin. Oh, it's gut wrenching this year. Gut wrenching.
0: Um, but. Looking at some of the playing teams, and granted Mm. tonight we had some interesting moves. Wake Forest just slaughtered North Carolina most of that game. North Carolina came back a little bit, but I mean the first half was just, woof. (laughs) You hate to see it. Um, (laughs) But we've had some movement. To you, what team is most uh, in danger of falling out of you know tournament contention at this point and maybe what team has has maybe the best shot in your mind just looking at it to maybe put themselves
2: in that position well I think you just talked about one right there I you know someone asked me earlier today they said do you think that North Carolina is in trouble if they lose this game today and I said well based on the analytics." Um, they were the last team in the field today, and now they just lost and they they lost by a pretty substantial margin. Um, it's it reeks of the North Carolina team from a season ago. If you remember, there were a lot of people talking about North Carolina not deserving to be in the tournament um because they couldn't acquire a quad one win. Now I I, I don't really look at the quadrants on a daily basis. I do have my own in home-baked net ratings which which i call the h net and the h net dictate the quadrants that i show on my site based on that north carolina's zero and seven versus my quadrant one it's this the quadrant is still um, broken up the same way by the rankings but the the regular quadrant ratings use the net ratings i use my h net which is pretty close um according to that north carolina doesn't have a win and win in quadrant one now they may have a real win in the real quadrant one i don't know because you're, you're dealing with a different set of ratings but you know it's kind of the same thing they're going to put themselves in a really nasty position coming in to the middle of february that they need to start acquiring some decent wins now will they get the benefit of the doubt from the committee just because of the success they had last year and the name of north carolina i mean probably i mean they'll deny it but everybody you can use common sense and say of course the power conference team's the North Carolinas, the Dukes, the the Michigan States, they're going to get a little bit How of a better third How <laughs> Dare you? Um, but no, I think they've put themselves in a little bit of danger. I think my Wisconsin Badgers have put themselves in a um, a, a bad spot. I don't. I do not lose at home to Wisconsin or uh, uh, to Northwestern. To, yes, exactly. And I just Can't lose not think. Game. I I just don't think, you know, one of the things that Wisconsin has been identified as is is kind of fraudulent from the performance ratings, even when they were 11, 11 and 2, they were down in the 60s or something like that. Even when they were 15 and 18 back in like 2017, 2018, they finished the year at like 65. Right now they're at 81 and they still have a winning record. So this is um, proof that the the performance ratings don't believe that Wisconsin can win these games going forward. And that's a problem for Wisconsin. So I think they are going to be in danger. Now, if you're looking at a team that's going to climb in, I mean, you can pick any, a lot of different teams from the mountain West. I think the mountain West has a lot of great teams and I don't think they're yeah, going no to get, Mount, get the Mount West is
0: you're a hundred percent on. Cause folks not paying attention to the mountain West. It's actually
2: pretty deep and a pretty competitive league this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think any of those teams in the Mountain West have a legitimate shot. There's those five teams, the big five, including Utah State, have a legit, a legitimate shot of getting it. I think the, I think five is probably the maximum you're going to see from that conference. That would probably be the ceiling but I think there's a legitimate chance that they can get five in another team I'm going to throw out there and I'll give them credit. You know, they're, they're kind of the whipping boys for me over the last several years is Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh is there now 17 and seven. They absolutely destroyed Louisville tonight, but you know, join the club. Everybody, everybody, everybody likes to lay a whooping on yeah. Louisville. Um, but you know, they, they have swept North Carolina um, they've now won four in a row. There's there's really no reason why Pittsburgh would not be included at this point. I had them in the first four at going into the day, but now with the efficiency margin they blew up on Louisville, my guess is they're going to be solidly in the field. From a mid-major
0: perspective, and I'm a mid-major guy, the money's in the crumbs. I lo- give me some Southland over an ACC game any day of the week, okay? <laughs> I want to see Lamar, not not Louisville Um, (laughs) from a mid-major perspective. I feel like this year there's quite a few teams uh, that could really make some noise. From your perspective, is there a team or two that really have caught your eye so far in the sense that the, the numbers show this team is actually probably really good? Uh, efficiency, the momentum, they're, they're doing all the right things.
2: Well, if you're talking about two things right there, Oral Roberts is going to be, I mean, this is not going to be a real surprise. Oral Roberts is already on the map after a few years ago, uh, coming out of the Summit League. A lot of people like the Summit League Darlings every year, but the Summit League Darlings don't typically perform. Usually it's teams that end in the words Dakota State, uh, but Oral yeah. Roberts is a little bit of well, a different... the Dakotas
0: uh, are down this year. Yeah, and I mean and Oral
2: and and but oral looks really i mean you're looking at them right now they're 20th in the country in offensive efficiency for me 15th in in momentum um they're going to be that 12 seed that's going to be there that's going to be a nightmare for a 5 seed to play and that's and they like i said they kind of have that fingerprint where you have those teams that are really solid offensively they can give you a lot of trouble and it's not like they're absolutely atrocious defensively they're 80th in the country that's not the worst thing in the
0: world 80th in the country in the Summit League might as well be like the 96 bulls or something
2: <laughs> right right i mean it's it, they they have that fingerprint where they're a lead on one end of the court and not bad in the other you could also probably say the same for vcu it's a little bit of a flip-flop they're 30th in the country in defensive efficiency um offense needs a little bit of work here and there but that's a team that has really kind of um come around a little bit from a from a slow start they started out five and four and ever since then um they've gone 13 and two i believe i think they um, had a loss just recently against St. Bonaventure, but they've rebounded with wins over Davidson and St. Louis. So I, I, I still think VCU is in a very good position. I think they could, you know, again, these are two teams that have had success in the past in the NCAA tournament, probably not a surprise that they knock somebody off. Um, but you know, for the re you know, the reasons I, I outlined, you know, dangerous teams, especially against like a five seed.
0: Both teams, I think somebody could sit there and say, well, Eric, that's great and all, but the Summit League is AIDS and uh, the A-10 is, is a catastrophe this year. (laughs) How, how do you, how does your metrics adjust when, you know, we have these conferences that are just, I mean, you're playing the kangaroos, you're playing the billy and there's, And it's not, it's not the teams of, of your, it's, it's pretty, pretty drag drags awful basketball.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So how are the, the, how are we make the adjustment for, from a bracketology standpoint? Yeah. Yeah. For
0: your perspective uh, from the metrics, I mean, does that affect them? How does that affect them? I I have to imagine it does.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, it'll affect you definitely when it comes to the bracketology. Now when it comes to, Um, for example, the, um, the performance ratings, our main ratings, it's all based on transitive comparison. So, I mean, if they went out there and played the weakest teams in division one college basketball and say they were up by 70 points at the half in every game, they'd be a top five team in my performance ratings. It's it's, it's always, I always talk about the performance ratings. I always say, it's not who you play. It's how you, it's not only who, it's not only who you play, but it's how you play them. So if you're playing a Mississippi Valley State or a ue and you're an elite top 50 team, you better beat the bejesus out of them because that's the expectation for someone ranked that high. If you don't beat the bejesus out of them and you struggle, you're going to fall even if you win the game. So it's always about those efficiency margins versus the expectation. Now, when it comes to bracketology, how I've coded my algorithms for bracketology are very much similar to how the committee would think um so i'm bringing into play quadrant wins i'm bringing into play record quality um a little bit of performance ranking is in there as well but you you know there's obviously going to be a disadvantage because a lot of these teams aren't going to face any of these power conference teams so uh, outside of maybe a game in november or december so you're going to see some of these um you know smaller conference teams with like maybe one quadrant one game and they got blown out by somebody and they're zero in one um that's not going to reflect very positively but then again none of these teams are going to you know rise above the 13 seed level anyways so kind of all these teams are all lumped together and you're kind of just looking at this you know looking at things the same way looking at the quad ones um and and a lot of these little smaller conference teams aren't going to have quad ones like i said But you're still rating them based on their record quality, who they've beaten, what their transitive comparisons look like, and as a result, you can kind of get something pretty close to what the committee is going to pick.
0: Now, Eric, I I love you to death. That's strike two. Talking (laughs) bad about my Jaguars like (laughs) that—that's strike two. I mean, it it, it is what it is. I had Uh, to. I
2: can't say Chicago State anymore. Chicago State's too damn good. Chicago State's not bad. Inweepuey, Pui, mm-hmm. I mean they've been on a little yeah. run. They've been yeah, on I a... know. I I should be picking on Hartford, I think. Is that is that my late my lowest no long that's island tough. Oh god, the sharks are awful. Oh I... my god, that's
0: that's real bad. Yeah, you yeah, want I could talk... say
2: I could say Green Bay, but Green Bay actually got a win for the first time since De- December. Don't even, 10th, don't last even night.
0: bring it. I, I, I think I think beating Milwaukee at uh, that mm-hmm. that's just it. If you're in the Horizon League, and I love me some Horizon, um, it, 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 I feel bad for Youngstown State because that's a really exciting team and it's a really good team. It's I, gonna, it's gonna hurt them. It's gonna hurt them because you're gonna be looking at, oh, you beat Milwaukee at
2: Great. Milwaukee
0: at Milwaukee too.
2: Yeah, it's brutal. Especially I got a brother. Got I got a Panthers. I got a brother who uh, who went graduated from UWM, so I was. Uh, Texted him last night I'm like hey good game he's like oh they're terrible absolutely he, terrible he was
0: looking up the load bearing weight of rope
2: probably when you <laughs> text him that right hey they're they're a great they're a much improved team they went they made a big step forward from Pat Baldwin to, to Bart Lundy that's, um, that's not a, uh, that's not hard to do oh correct it's not yeah. um, they, they really um, as of last week they were like number three for me in the horizon so they've made great strides but man <laughs> when you lose the green bay i was like oh god that what a yep. mess that team is I, i'm sure the listeners get be be ready me and eric later
0: this week talking horizon basketball <laughs> so tune in um has metrics when you go on the site folks you're gonna get the whole rundown of every single game for the day uh but you point out some star rated games Mm-hmm. And and they're not always games that are, you know, oh, it's four stars. Duke's playing Miami tonight. No, yeah. it's based off of how competitive the your algorithm thinks the game will be. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to, you know, it could be USC Upstate versus Charleston Southern or something. It can be something weird um, for your outlook on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. What are the games that you're kind of looking at as being somewhat interesting uh, per the algorithm?
2: Well, the one so I'll, I'll say this the algorithm kind of uses a bunch of different factors to 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 bring together this excitement rating on a scale of uh, zero to four, a zero being a, a a dud as it's listed on the site. Um, it brings together um, four different factors. It brings together their performance ranking, it brings together, how close the projected outcome is going to be. It brings together pace and also shooting ability on the offensive end of the floor. So it kind of brings those four things together. Based on that, uh, the game of the day, there's a four-star game tomorrow. It's in Utah state when Utah state hosts San Diego state in a game that we actually have Utah state favored to win by only 0.1, uh 16 hundredths of a point. So that's it. 0.16, um, very close game there. That's going to be a very interesting one to see if Utah State is for real. They get It's it's a game I think they need to have right now um, because a lot of people have Utah State on the outside looking in. They don't have a great record in that quad one. I don't even think they have a quad one win. Uh, but beating San Diego State would be a, a big boost to them. Especially if the Mountain West wants to get five, I think they want to get this game definitely. So that's going to be the four star game tomorrow. If you're looking at three and a half star games, then you start looking at a couple games. Um, Iowa State at West Virginia. That's Iowa State's my number twenty three team. West Virginia is number seventeen. How I I look at those two teams and I just go,
0: I I I don't know. I (laughs) I I don't bet them. I just I don't I don't I don't I can't
2: figure them out. Well, West Virginia was kind of supposed to be there maybe a little bit, but Iowa state, I don't think was supposed to be there. Uh, but it just goes to show how little everybody knows. in you know, before the season, because well, I mean, magic
0: means something, I guess.
2: And people, you know, and you look at who's at the bottom, someone has to be in the bottom of the big 12. And it turns out it was Texas tech. I don't know how many people would have picked that before the season, um, but that's going to be one of the three and a half star games. Another three and a half star game is actually going to be uh South Florida against Memphis. Um, that that's one of the that that's looking um that's at south florida um uh, memphis favored in that one for me by about five points that's a three and a half and then everything else for the most part that i can see is largely three star um any of the high octane games so i'm looking alabama florida um creighton seton hall baylor and oklahoma and you say well those, some of those are big names keep in mind that the projected outcome comes into play with the star system. So Alabama's favored close to 10 over Florida, Baylor close to 10 over Oklahoma. That's a home game for Alabama, home game for Baylor. If those were road games, I think you're getting a higher rating because you're probably getting a closer projected score. But because of that, that's the reason why you see those as more of a three-star game instead of a a three-and-a-half or a four.
0: I'll end with this as a uh, closing shot we're rolling up we're we're pretty much halfway through towards the end part of conference play almost um to your mind what's been the overriding story this season so far up to this point conference play's going what's the one thing that you're keeping tabs on every single day going uh, what what's going on here what's what's the news story today
2: the the rise the rise of the unknowns to a certain degree, and that that you know the the people that were picked before the season in the top five are not necessarily not necessarily there. Um, the, the Purdue is still, I, I you know we talked about Purdue, and I've always said in the past that you know their reliance on Zach Eady can be their downfall. We've seen it in the past. Now this looks like a different Zach Eady. Um, he looks like a much more polished version of the Zach Eady we saw last year. Um, the guards all of a sudden have filled in Braden Smith and, and Fletcher lawyer, um, have stepped up big for Purdue this year. I don't think anybody really saw that coming. Now the question is, are they going to wilt under the heat of, of March madness? That's always my biggest question about Purdue. The other team that I still keep tabs on quite a bit is, and the analytics love them this year is St. Mary's. Um, and they got, they had that win. They played, you know, they, I, I really looked forward to that game um over the weekend which the st mary's gonzaga game and it really did not live up to expectations in my opinion it was not a well-played game um st mary's did not look great and they still came away with a win over gonzaga which you know credit to them um granted the game wasn't moraga but it's you know it's just such a team that nobody really saw coming i mean they were supposed to be a good team but they weren't supposed to be like top seven or eight good and the analytics seem to agree that they're top seven or eight good. They just kind of have a look about them. I joke and say kind of that Summit League look. They look like their front of their jersey should say something, Dakota State. <laughs> uh, that's how they look. Grant uh, but, Nelson now suiting up. But they're all business, and yep. and they, and they it's it's kind of a. I think I'm I'm kind of interested to see how far they're going to go, because I think they're playing at their ceiling. Um, There's so few teams that can play close to their ceiling. I think St. Mary's is, is doing it, but the downside with St. Mary's is if you're playing at their ceiling, maybe they're playing here and a Duke or a North Carolina has a ceiling here, but they're playing here. The question is, is at some point is North Carolina going to get to here when the tournament arrives? We saw that last year with North Carolina where all of a sudden they amped it up. They, they win five straight games, get to the tournament, the tournament championship game when, a month earlier people were making the argument they didn't even belong in the tournament in the first place so that's just kind of a, a team i kind of keep my keep tabs on the other last one is creighton i like i really think highly of creighton uh creighton has eight losses people say well that's a bad resume but the, there is a reason that they're top 10 in the performance rankings even with a 15 and 8 record um that's a very dangerous team if they're healthy um i think they have a lot of tools i, I that's another team i'm going to keep close tabs on as well all right, folks, the website is Haslametrics.com.
0: Eric, where can the good people find you on the Twitter machine?
2: Yeah, you can find me, like I said, the ratings, my rankings, everything at Haslametrics.com. Otherwise, you can find me on Twitter. My my uh, My handle is at Haslametrics. You can find me out there going hashtag analytically final. And, and we are hashtag
0: analytically final on this show. Thank you to Eric. Thank you to Rob. Past his bedtime, but, you know. It's a working man's world out there. We will be back later this week with the Super Bowl show. Bobcat spins a wheel. Until then, take care, brush your hair, and we'll see you after a while.